0: Welcome to the LCAL, a low carb ancestral living podcast. I'm your host, Pim Johnson, and each week I'm bringing you new guests who will share their opinions and expertise on different topics related to health and well being. Enjoy! Welcome to LCAL Low-Carb Ancestral Living with Pim Johnson. Today's guest is a third-generation farmer, holistic lifestyle advocate, and the author of CBD for Pets, and also the co-founder of Emily Sage, which is a plant-based wellness, nutrition, and conscious beauty company. So he's here today to talk to us about the amazing things that CBD can do for our pets. So welcome to the show, Dean.
1: Well, thanks, I'm glad to be here.
0: Awesome. I appreciate the chance to tell everybody about CBD. Yay. (laughs) So do I. (laughs) So I would love if you could just start with uh, telling us how you, how you got into this whole hemp and CBD thing, especially for pets.
1: Oh yeah. Well, it, it, it was one of those things. I'm going to take a really long story and I'm going to shorten it down for you. Okay. So, uh, about 25 years ago, I, I had a dog and she came down with arthritis and she was nine years old and I went to the vet. They gave her medication. She died of liver and and kidney problems. OK, so let's fast forward 14 years ago. I get another dog, which I said I'd never do, because once you put down a dog uh, that's your best friend, Yeah, it's pretty, it was pretty traumatic for me. And I said, yeah, I don't want another dog. My wife said, yeah, we're going to get another dog. So, you know, happy wife, happy life. You know, you know that saying. So I went out, we got another dog three years ago at 11 years old. She came with down with arthritis and I figured there had to be a better way than what happened with the first dog. And I go, Oh no, this is going to happen again. So at that time, CBD became legal in all 50 states. So I'm on the the internet looking around, and I see how well it people are saying it does for dogs. Now, this is a dog that wouldn't go up the stairs, wouldn't go down the stairs, wouldn't jump on the bed, couldn't get her to jump in the car anymore, had to lift her in when I went to the vet or the groomers. I started giving her CBD. After four days, she would jump in the car. She'd go up and down the steps. She you know, she'd jump on the bed again. And I tell everybody, her whole personality changed. Up until that time, she would never want to even think about crawling up on my lap. She became a lap dog. She wanted to crawl up on my lap. It still does today. And it just cracks me up. I've said the first ten years, eleven years of your life, you never wanted to be a lap dog. Now that you're sixty-five pounds, you want to be a lap dog, you know. So I now have a lap dog that is a happy Dog at fourteen, and and so that's how we kind of got started into it. We looked into it, and we said, you know, this has really got legs. And three years ago, we were like one of the first people into CBD with pets, and uh, so we, we're we were pretty excited about that. Then. And that's how the company evolved. It was like, okay, this really works. Let's do it.
0: Yeah. Well, why wouldn't you? Yeah. So we did. Exactly. <laughs> So here's a problem I have. So it sounds to me like C B D is really, really powerful, but C B D is not the same as THC. You don't get a high from C B D. So why is this illegal in so many countries and maybe even in some states in the US, etc.?
1: Well, you wanna know the true the true reason? Yes please. Or do you want to Okay. The true reason is because big farmer doesn't want people to know. It, without a doubt, my mind. Yeah. Okay. I mean, let's face it. They kept it illegal in the United States from 1936 until about 2018. So that's a few years from 36 to 18. Why? Because it works in, for people and pets. It works in such great. We call it the miracle molecule. Okay, And we want, don't want people to forget that, that we're talking about hemp and not marijuana. They're, they're in the same family. They're in the cannabis family. But I try to tell everybody hemp and, and marijuana are two different plants. Hemp is made for CBD. That's what we're trying to do. Marijuana is made, even though it's cannabis, it's made for THC to get you high. That would be like in the citrus family, like you have an orange and a lime. Okay, they're both in the citrus family, but they both are completely different. So that's the way hemp is and and, and marijuana is and THC. But because CBD is such a... They know it really works, and they don't have to take my word. They can go to any of the Harvard Med or PubMed or any of these, any of the studies that are out right now. They know it's an anti-inflammatory. They also know it's anti-tumor, okay? They know that it helps you stay in homeostasis. In other words, you keep your body running properly. They know that it does that. They know that it works with all your receptors. Every... Every cell in our body has a receptors and CBD helps connect those receptors and work well in them. So how can you, if you're a big farmer, how can you tell everybody to take drugs, opioids and other things? By the way, we do know that CBD for people, if you do have an opioid addiction, it does help you with that addiction. So it helps you overcome that addiction. That's another study they can go look up. Don't take my word for it. I don't want anybody to take my word. Go look them up. And and so why should they follow the money? Why should they do CBD when it's a simple plant that can help everybody? Yeah. With all the side effects.
0: Exactly. No side effects. You don't need another drug to fix it. So No, no, yeah. How, how does this work in the body of dogs, if you like, or humans? Um, I imagine that it's similar, even if it's not maybe exactly the same. Yeah,
1: all mammals have receptors, CB1 and CB2 receptors, okay? And, and we have... The C B one are mainly for the brain and that that system. CB2 are mainly for the nervous system, what happens there. So consequently, because we have all these receptors in our body, they help us stay in homeostasis. And that's a big word, right? But what it really does is this is if you are thirsty you know, your body tells you you're thirsty, you go get a drink, okay? If you're hot and your body says to you, oh, you better go to the shade to get cooled down, then you go to the shade. Well, that's sort of what these receptors are telling us all the time, is they want to keep us where we're in homeostasis. And that CBD, don't ask me exactly, I'm not a uh what do you call A neurologist or anything I, I can't tell you all that that facts but I can tell you the anecdotal part it keeps us all in homeostasis helps us their brain function better helps kidneys function better I can tell you stories and stories and uh, people that sleep better well, let's let's take dogs since we're talking animals okay here's what CBD does for dogs If you've got an aggressive dog, it quiets their nerves down. I actually have trainers that will not train a really aggressive dog until it's had CBD. Now, does it stop the dog from being aggressive? No. But does it help settle the dog down so he listens to the trainer? Absolutely. I mean, they just will not train a dog that's very aggressive until it's had CBD. So it's quieted down, so it's not as anxious, okay? So that's one part of CBD, is that aggressiveness, anxiousness. I call it separation anxiety. We've seen numerous dogs where separation anxiety, I don't know if if if, they... What, when I tell people separation anxiety is this, you start putting on your clothes, your dogs get really nervous, prancing around the house, and you have to put the dog in doggy jail, otherwise it tears up the whole house. That's separation anxiety. Situation anxiety is when thunderstorms run around, you have fireworks, like we have 4th of July over here, and I'm sure you have something similar over there. You know, where all the fireworks are going off, dogs go crazy, And it's usually a month long because over here we can buy fireworks and shoot them off ourselves. So, but those are some of the things that are that that CBD does.
0: Okay, cool. So, just just a thought when you said that it's kind of calming the dog down. So even if the aggression is still there, they still. get calm enough so that they can listen to the trainer do you think this has to do with is that an immediate effect of the CBD or is it more a long term control of maybe a brain inflammation or something like that do you have any idea
1: I I really don't uh, most of the time I'd, I'd say it's it's the the anxiety of the dog that it's just taking that anxiety and putting it aside you know, like, um, it, 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 and that's why it works so well for situation too. You know that with a situation where mailman's coming to the door, or you know somebody's coming over to your house, uh, and you don't want to, you don't want the dog tearing apart the whole house because you got somebody ringing the doorbell, that sort of thing. We know that they can give it thirty, forty minutes beforehand. Excuse me. And it just takes care of that problem that the, it settles the dog down. So I'm going to say in the long run, it's it's mainly for neurological that it settles the brain down.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, which leads me on to the next question. It's like, what sort of conditions would CBD be good for?
1: Oh, man, you name them. Um, you, you know, we talked about aggression, inflammation. A good example of inflammation is is I had a a friend of ours that owns a dairy farm, and they had this pup, not a very smart pup, two years old, got kicked by a cow and literally was dragging its hind leg around. So they took it to the vet. The vet said, ah, it's probably neurological damage. What we're going to have to do is amputate the back foot. And so they called me up and said, what do you think? You think CBD will happen? Help? Help? And I goes. I don't really know, but what do we got to lose? You know, you want to appetite the dog's foot or you want to see if it's going to work? And they said, well, what do you think? And I said, well, we're going to give it really high dosage to bring bring the inflammation down. Two days, the dog's back walking on its foot. And, 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 and walking properly. I mean, and playing around like it's a three-year-old dog. I mean, that's how great it worked for that dog. But we, we gave it really high doses. When I say high doses, we were we were giving this dog 50 milligrams of CBD twice a day. So they were getting 100 milligrams of CBD. So we really brought that inflammation down quickly. Two to three days. And three days, and it was completely gone. But they were going to amputate the light. So... Great for inflammation, aggressive dogs, separation anxiety, we talked about that. But there's some other seizures, really does well with seizures. My sister-in-law and brother-in-law had a dog that started having seizures when it was three years old. It's 11 years old now. And they put it on a lot of medication. And it was on two pills, still having seizures once in a while. And I finally convinced them two years ago to put their dog on CBD along with the medication. Now they're down to, and they happen to have a vet that worked with them on CBD. A lot of vets won't. They don't want anything to do with it because there's not enough studies being done. They'll all tell you the same thing. Oh, I really can't recommend that because there's not enough studies being done. Well, there's 163 studies being done, but we're, we're 10 years away for that. But long story short, he worked with them. They're down to one half of one pill once a day the other one's completely gone, and their dog has no seizures. CBD, seizures, okay? CBD for skin and coat really helps well for that. Uh, dogs have, that they got bowel problems, you know, irritable, diarrhea, that sort of thing. CBD can help with that. Crohn's disease in dogs. Um, mass cell uh, cancer. Um, there are a lot of things that it really helps with tumors, especially my dog had a lot of fatty tumors, probably 20, 30 fatty tumors all about this big around. We're down to two, I hate to say it, but one of them's this big now, but the, but rather than having 20 this big, I only got one. So I'm real pleased with what it's done for, for tumors.
0: Amazing. So you mentioned that you were giving 50 milligrams to this dog, I don't even know how big the dog is. But what? How much of this should you be giving a dog for different conditions? It, you know, if you're just dealing with anxiety versus if we're dealing with an inflammatory condition like arthritis or cancer or whatever it is.
1: That's a really good question. By the way, <laughs> we we have to be fortunate a lot of companies don't do it, but we do a small, medium and large dog. And there's a reason why we do that because a small, mainly dosage is done by weight, okay? So rather than taking a bottle that's for a large dog and having to figure out the math so that you give it to a small dog or a medium dog, we've already done that math for you, okay? So if it's for inflammation, if it's, it's if the dog has arthritis or has been in an accident or something like that, that has, we're going to give it really high doses, and I'm going to start out high. This is where I differ from all of my competitors. And you can go online, they always say start out low and go up high, and I go no, we're going to start high because we're going to give that dog immediate relief. And then we're going to bring it down to the point where we see that it's not relieving it. And then we're going to bring it back up to where the sweet spot is. We're not going to take, because let's face it, it's hard enough to every day to get up and take our own supplements along giving something to a dog. So if you it takes you a month and a half to get there, to get to that right dosing, most people won't take the effort to do it. They give up after about three weeks, and you know what they say to me? Every time that I've had this said to me, it's a, it's honest-to-goodness fact, is that they say, oh, that stuff don't work. Well, yeah, you're saying my stuff didn't work. How long did you give it to them? Well, we tried it for two weeks, uh, and it didn't work. Uh, how much were you giving it? It, You know, so that's the story that we go through a lot, and it makes a difference, like, with our CBD compared to other CBDs, and maybe that's a question you're going to ask later, and we can leave it for that. There is a difference between
0: CBD. Right. So when we talk about dosing as well, can you overdose?
1: Ah, that's a great question. That's a, actually, that's one of my top five questions that I get asked. Can I overdose my dog? Absolutely not, because especially with us because we use broad spectrum. We don't have any THC in it, but there has been not one designated uh, area ever been where we've had, or I should say there's never been one time documented time that we've had an overdose with a dog or a person of CBD. In other words, they can't, it's never going to kill them. The only thing it'll do is if you overdose your dog is two things. Okay. One is it can make them really tired where they go over in a corner and they don't want to be bothered. Let me sleep all day. The other is they get a little bit of diarrhea. Both of those are easy to, to correct. Both of them are not caused by the CBD, but they're caused by the oil carrier in the CBD. So, like, we use MCT oil, which is a high coconut oil, to carry CBD. If you didn't, CBD is like oil, like motor oil. So you have to have a carrier in there to mix it up with, like, you know, you put coffee in water. You couldn't put the whole coffee bean in there and drink it. It wouldn't work well. So that's the same thing with CBD. That's what it would be like drinking the coffee bean, okay? It's that heavy
0: yeah so if i want to get cbd for my dogs what do i need to look for because i assume that not all the cbds are the same and that there are some quality issues with some suppliers so how do i pick a cbd that is actually potent and a good of good quality
1: (laughs) another great question by the way Uh,
0: yeah um
1: Okay, well let's, let's start with the basics. Okay. So there's three types of CBD. There's full spectrum, broad spectrum, and what we call isolate. Okay. That's number one. And the full spectrum has all 113 cannabinoids in them. Okay. So in other words, we got all these, all these other things besides CBD. CBD is just one cannabinoid out of 113. Okay. Then there's broad spectrum. It's got all 112 missing one cannabinoid, which is THC. That's what we use. And, and we've done that for a purpose, okay? Um, all our products are THC free. We have no THC in them. If you're taking the human product, then, and you're being tested, there is a chance if it has its broad, uh, uh full spectrum that you could test positive. So that's why we use the broad spectrum. And then there's isolate. And isolate is just CBD has none of the other 112 cannabinoids in them. Okay, we call it the entourage effect. Where if you got all these cannabinoids, if you just take out one, they're not as effective by having all of them together. That's the entourage effect. So you really want all those cannabinoids. You don't want isolate. Most of the cheap products that you see are only isolate. And the reason being is they come from Russia. 50% of them come from Russia and China. This is a really interesting fact. So, you know, if you're getting from Russia and China, you don't know what you're getting. And I I tell everybody, I saw this documentary, and I'll never forget, being an old farmer, I went crazy. Um, That it's, uh, they were talking about that they changed the farm from tobacco to hemp. So, so here's what happens when you do that. Hemp is a plant, it's, it's, it's called bio, um, let me see the term, I can't think of the term. But anyway, it's a plant that what it does is it sucks up all the nutrients out of the ground, all the pesticides, all the herbicides, and brings it into the plant. They're actually le- 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 using it over in Chernobyl to clean up the radiation around Chernobyl. So believe it or not, and of course, they're burning the hemp afterwards. But anyway, this farmer, this China guy, I got off on a rabbit trail. Anyway, this this farmer guy over there in China was telling how great it was that they quit growing tobacco and they started growing uh, hemp for CBD. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, you need all sorts of chemicals to grow pesticides, herbicides, fertilizer for tobacco. They've been growing tobacco on there for 50 years. Can you imagine how much the accumulation of the herbicides and pesticides are in that place? I mean, and all of it's being sucked up. They're turning it over to CBD and shipping it out of the country because guess what? CBD is illegal in China. They cannot buy CBD but yet they produce the heck out of hemp and send it over to every place else. I love it. So, so, so that that's a little, so you have to be concerned about that. If you're buying it at, we, we, I don't know if you have them over there. We have still have video stores, a few video stores, the smoke shop where they, they sell marijuana and the smoke shops. If you have convenience stores that they're selling it, Usually in, in the grocery stores, they're selling a cheap brand because they're selling it for $29 and saying it's got 600 milligrams of CBD in it. Over here, we have what you call COAs, which is Certificate of Analysis. And that tells you how much CBD is in a plant, how much herbicides in it, pesticides, you know, and all, everything like that. So the, the COA, I'll give you a good example. I had a young lady that was a chiropractor, and she said to me, well, I've already got a CBD, and I like the company. And I go, okay, and I hadn't heard about them. So I went online, I Googled them. So they had three products. They had a 500 milligram of CBD. They had a 750 milligram of CBD, and they had a 1,500 milligram of CBD. So their COAs, which they have to have to be on the web, otherwise they can't sell it. The, C, the COA for the 500 had 825 milligrams of CBD in it. The 750 had 825 milligrams of CBD in it. The 1500 had 825 milligrams of CBD in it. All we did was change the label on the outside of the bottle. So if you're buying the 500, you were getting way more than you wanted. You know, If you're buying the 750, you got about what you wanted. And if you bought the fifteen hundred, you're paying double for what you were getting. So that's why over here the COAs are very important to look at. Not only that, but a lot of people say third party testing. Hey, that's great, okay. But what kind of test are they doing? You know, are they just third party testing for pesticides, herbicides, fungicides? I mean, uh, pesticide, yeah, herbicide and fungicide. Or or are they doing like we're doing? That's a sixty dollar test. Ours is a six hundred dollar test. We not a test for pesticides, fungicides, herbicides, but we also test for mold, fungus. So we want to know what's in the product, okay? Not just pesticides, heavy metals, and that sort of thing. Much much more expensive test, but so that's what brings up the cost of a good product, is when you're doing this testing and having third-party people do it.
0: So in short, when you're buying any CBD, you want to have a quick look at the COA, and if you can't find a COA, if they don't have one, maybe give that one a miss.
1: Yeah, you absolutely. <laughs> you want to say no, thank you. If you're not good enough to put it up, COA, and with your third-party testing, I don't want it because I don't know what's in there. That. Absolutely, that's a good one. And
0: and that's how we are getting into trouble with these kind of natural solutions to everything. Is that the market is less. Um, Controlled, and therefore you do get a lot of people that just want to make some quick money and they're putting out inferior products and then people say that it doesn't work when in reality it actually works really, really well if you're doing it correctly and if you have the substance in it in the amount that you say that there is.
1: Well, uh, th- th- this brings up a good point because uh, one of the things that I just really detest are gummies CBD gummies and dog treats that have CBD in them because most of them don't have enough CBD in them I mean I'd have to eat like 40 gummies to get what I need if I've got heavy inflammation you know so I'm going to eat the whole damn bag at one sitting and and I hear it over and over again when people say to me I try that stuff that darn stuff doesn't work and I go oh yeah where'd you get it oh I got it at the video store oh what'd you get oh I got these gummies oh you know, I'm going, oh, give me a break. You didn't even try real CBD. And, and you said it with the COAs. It makes a lot of difference. You know, with both dogs, you know, we talked a little bit about that. But to go back to that dosage, when you, when you have chronic pain or arthritis or something like that or tumors, you need a heavy dose of CBD. You want it to act fastly. When you're talking about anxiety and aggression, something that we can take care of right away, you'll see within 35 minutes to an hour whether it works for aggression, whether you have to go up a little more as far as uh, giving it more. Same thing with situation anxiety as far as if uh, a thunderstorm is rolling through or you got somebody coming over or he hates the mailman, that sort of thing. It So it the dosage depends on what you're trying to do with it. I said the the harder the problem, the usually the larger the dosage. See, I don't think anxiety is a hard problem, but I see inflammation, tumors, mast cell cancer, that sort of thing. Crohn's disease is a big problem; it's a major problem, It needs need, seizures needs to have. It usually takes more CBD for that than it does for anxiety or aggression. You see the difference? Kind of on point. I hope they are.
0: Absolutely. So if I want to give CBD to my dog because they have separation anxiety, I'm gonna leave the house, I'm gonna to go to work or whatever, 30 minutes before I leave, is that a good time frame?
1: Yep. Well, it depends. Uh, I say that, but let's say you get up in the morning and when you get up in the morning and you start putting on your do- clothes and your dog starts prancing then, that's the time to give it to him when you first get up in the morning. Don't let him start getting anxious already. Give it to him now so by the time that you're through dressing, taking a shower and stuff, he's already settled down so you can leave. I I I I love the story about uh, there's this beagle pup. Well, it wasn't a pup. It was beagle dog. And they got him from the shelter. They brought him home. He was there for him for a couple of weeks before they had to leave. Uh, it, they bought him at a vacation time and so forth. But then they finally had to leave. Their vacation was over. And they had to leave and go back to work. So they decided to put him in the a, well, a room where it the laundry, the laundry room. And this dog, I wish you could have seen the pictures just tore up, I mean, tore up that laundry room. There wasn't anything that could be eat, bit, eaten, chewed, that wasn't, I mean, it jumped up and got the curtains off, it broke down the curtain rods, it chewed up every box there was, it was, just, all the clothes that were in there, they, they were gone, it jumped on everything, it, it just tore the place apart, shelving everything. It was it was like a bomb went off, in a, but I mean that's how anxious that dog was. Yeah. Start giving it CBD, stopped it.
0: So how long does uh, those last for? If I'm away from for ten hours, will it will they last the whole ten hours or?
1: Yeah, pretty much. I would say that's probably as long as it's going to last. It's going to start wearing off. And uh, and that's why I say usually if separation anxiety, we only give it one time during the day. If it's pain, if it's seizures, that sort of thing, we're giving it twice, morning and night. But, you know, if it's just separation anxiety, you're only going to give it in the morning. And then when you get back home at night, you want the dog to be playful and jumping around and going on. You don't want it to be calm. You want it to be the dog is supposed to be beat, beat when it's around you, you know. So, uh, yeah, It, but that's usually about it, 10 hours, 12 hours, yeah.
0: Okay. So, last question. <laughs> if you're going to do this, a lot of people might want to do this and they have older sick animals that um, they want to try this with, but they might already be on some sort of medication. Is that something that we need to take into consideration? Will there be any side effects or, um, you know, some interactions?
1: That's a hard one I always talk about. By the way, aging pains are probably the number one thing we do, but I I forgot to mention that, but I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah, just like, you know, like I said, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law happened to have a vet that really worked with them, and I tell everybody I'm not a vet. All I can do is give them anecdotal stuff of what I know about. And, and, and go from there, and but that's the number six question I always get asked It's, you know, can can I give my vet? Can I can I give my dog uh, CBD even though it's on medication? You know, and I tell them how can it hurt to help if it's you know to try it? As long as and I would ask my vet. I'm gonna be very politically correct here. I would ask my vet, if your vet is an honest vet, he's normally gonna say, I can't say anything about that, but it might be worth a try. That's what he should say. If if he says, I don't like that stuff, there's not been enough studies, you can, you can tell that he, he's right into only pharmaceuticals, forget it, he doesn't wanna try it at all. I'm finding out that most vets here in the United States are more and more willing to try things that they haven't before. Of course, again, you know, they can get you hooked on meds that you're buying through them. That's a source of revenue for them, too.
0: Okay, awesome. Yeah, so if people want to check out your product or get in contact with you somehow, where can they find you?
1: Yeah, they can find me at EmilySage.com, and they can just send a message to support, and I'm more than willing to answer anything that they have. So it's easy for me to do for them. We're going to give you a URL, too, also, that they can can, uh, get me through that URL.
0: So do you ship across the globe, or is it just for U.S.?
1: Well, we can ship any place, it, and I checked it. We actually can ship into New Zealand. So um, we can ship into you uh, with with no problem, though. The U.K. we can't, but we could to you. Yeah.
0: Interesting, because I think um, I looked it up, and it looks like it is not illegal, but you need a prescription to get it here. So,
1: oh, do, do you need a prescription? Then I can't ship it. Okay. No, if it, if if you have a prescription, nope, I can't ship it. Right.
0: Okay. <laughs> right. I might be wrong though, but that's the information that I've found.
1: Well, I looked it up, and I, I didn't think you did, but you know, I, I you live there, so you ought to know better than me. <laughs>
0: I'm not sure about that. <laughs> it, are, do Do you have any last word for words for our listeners? Some. Advice: how to use this, anything that you think that is important for them to know?
1: Well, uh, yeah, I think the major thing that, you know, that everybody thinks that CBD is for older dogs, only for older dogs. And I tell everybody, start them when they're young. Let's be preventative. Just like you give your kids vitamins, this is what you're doing with your dog. It's probably the best supplement without a bar any that you can ever give your dog to help it live longer, live a better life, help all its system work well. So why do you want to wait until there's a problem? You don't want to wait until there's a problem. Let's start when the dog's a puppy, six months old, start giving it to him. You only have to give him a little. You don't have to give him a lot. Now, there's one place where I say start little, and as they get bigger, then you give them more. And as they get older, you give them more. But as a young pup, we got a dropper, 0.25 on the dropper. That that thing's going to last you like 120 days. But you're still giving it and helping its body with its adrenal glands. Adrenal glands, I should say. You're helping its liver, its kidney. Everything function better. Stop those tumors for growing when at three years, four years old, rather than wait until it's nine years old, it's got tumors. Because we know that with a fact, they've done studies, that it's anti-tumor, anti-inflammatory. So why not do it before we get the tumors and before we get the, the inflammation? Do it beforehand so you, you save your, your your dog's health early. So that's the number one thing yeah. to be all about.
0: Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge. It has been really interesting and educational as well. So thank you. Yeah,
1: it's always fun. Thank you very much. Bye now.
0: Thanks for listening to the El Cal podcast. If you like the show and you want to support the show, you can do so by sharing it with anyone who you think may benefit from listening to it. Or if you're so inclined, you can make a donation over at PayPal or at Patreon and you will find the links in the description. Have an awesome day.